10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Fuel community. My name is Wack Wack Attack, today is March 10th, and um, we have this update from Joe with a link to the guides and it says solo staker migration with a woohoo emoji. So let's have a look what is here. I should have opened it before, I'm sorry. Um, so we have a link from um, Joe saying converting a solo staker to a mini pool. So this is um, under the Atlas upgrade and there's information that says this page describes features that are currently in beta and only apply to a certain certain test networks nothing here is live on mainnet yet so then there's information about a, a validator key a withdrawal key and how that works on the beacon chain it talks about why you would convert so um, this is before getting into the technical details a very important question is why a solo staker would consider the process in the first place conversion to a mini pool is not for everyone but this section will help you make an informed choice about whether it's whether or not it's something you'd like to pursue. It says Rocket Pool mini pools enjoy several advantages over conventional solo staking validators. They earn commission, and that's going to be a substantially higher commission than what you get with um, um, solo staking. It says your um, existing 32 ETH bond could be used to create up to three additional validators on top of the one you already have. So you are um, you're um, adding th three times more to um, decentralization than by just having one solo stake so you are um basically adding um 128 eth of decentralization instead of 32 eth of decentralization if you switch from um LEB, uh, from 32 eth to four leb eights and of course that doesn't account for the rpl you need on top of that and it says they're eligible to participate in the smoothing pool um which pulls all execution layer rewards um eg not from block proposals block proposals are not covered in that i think it's um tips and mev rewards that you get from block proposals that are covered but maybe this is just a typo um i'm not sure about that um and fairly distributes them amongst participants during each um, rewards interval so the fairly distributes means like uh, you get um checked for how what your uptime was and you'll get the rewards um distributed along those lines so if you are down for um, half the month for whatever reason then you will only get half of those rewards instead of the full rewards and this is they earn rpl inflation rewards which currently provide a higher apr than eth staking rewards that's right because the apr for um, rpl rewards are between nine and ten percent i think um and the eth rewards even with like the most generous mev estimates are closer to seven percent um so that's really good and he says um, Joe goes on to say you know that being said there's some differences that are important to highlight like you require to buy the RPL token there's smart contract risk there's smart node stack risk there's learning curve but if you can solo stake I don't think that's too too much of an issue um, and um, it says mini pools are required to split their rewards with the pool stakers so the validator's withdrawal address will be a smart contract on the execution layer not an EOA that you control this also applies to your fee recipient for the execution layer rewards which must also be a smart contract that can fairly split your rewards so some people don't like to have um, a smart contract being their withdrawal address um, 
so that might be an issue for some people and then it says rocket pulse oracle dao is responsible for shuttling information beacon chain to the execution layer and for detecting violations that the protocol cannot enforce such as illegal free fee recipient address running a mini pools means you have to trust the oracle dao to do that job correctly and right now in the oracle dao there's 17 members um, that includes um, you know very very well respected um, ethereum uh, teams um, and uh, community members who are very well aligned with Ethereum and have a lot of reputational risk. And that's including people like Anthony Sassano, Bankless, um, Superfiz, uh, you know, Gitcoin joined uh, today. That I'm going to be covering that uh, in, a, in the episode. And also um, other other uh, people like, um, you know, core dev teams. So um, that's depends on whether you want to trust that or not. And then there's, you know, this prerequisite section. And then there's a process overview. <coughs> That tells you what you need to do, um, and then um, that here's the steps of um, all the things that you need to do. So all the code you can just copy and paste it, um, and it's really easy to do that. So this is really exciting. Then there's you know um, warnings about um, how you might be slashed if you don't like you know wait a certain amount of time and stuff. Please 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 listen to that if you're doing this because you definitely don't want to get slashed. And then. Um, there's the words of the mnemonic that you need to do and all of that stuff so then uh, you just follow this step through uh, this guide step by step doing everything along the way and you will have converted your mini pool uh, your solo staker uh, node into mini pools which is really really amazing so um i think um this guide is fantastic and um, thank you joe for getting it out i know that writing uh, guides is really difficult um and time consuming but um yeah joe's guides are honestly some of the and joe and the community contributions as well um these guides are like the best best in class like absolutely amazing guides um and the title of this you can't see because it's just cutting up the top of the video um but it says converting a solo validator into a mini pool <coughs> so thank you for that joe okay next we have this uh, update from uh Haurog, I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing that badly, and he says, looks like I got the system into a bad state. Here's what I did. I exited my validators on Jinjang a few days ago and did rocket pool mini pool close just now. Got the following prompt and said it should close all five mini pools. I only got four refunds. One mini pool, the last one on the list above, did not close and can still be seen in rocket pool mini pool status as not finalized. So, um, yeah, it's it's not finalized. It's not closed. Um, so Huarag was like, "What's going on here?" Um, and he says, "I want if I want to close it, I got an error from Nethermind, and then there's an error. There's a screenshot of the error, and the hex message says safe match subtraction overflow. Looks like I balked something." Um, and Joe says, "Good news, I'm able to reproduce the error, so I can see it. Bad news, failing the gas estimator means the contracts themselves won't let it be closed. So I need Kane to take a look. I can also try with different client." So then um, Joe uh, keeps having a look and playing around with it and then um, replies by saying, um, you uncovered a bug. Um, and um, people are like, happy about that. We'll have it fixed when Keynes gets back. Essentially, the contracts track how many 8 ETH mini pools you have and how many 16s you have. And when you bond reduced from 16 to 8, it forgot to update the counts. So you exited as many 8s as it thinks you have, which means it's missing one. Um, thanks for reporting it. So... That was um, a really nice bug that um, that the person uh, found, and I think um, it's really great that um, you know these these are bugs. And Haurog uh, says, Haurog says, "Oh wow, uh, that is a nice bug and apparently simple to fix." So 
good job for that that is the whole purpose of community testing and why it's so important um and you know why we why we have this because we want to find the bugs we want to um we want to really you know get to the root of these and i think that um it's really great that you know the community is taking this seriously and um, finding bugs so we'd much rather of course get it found on testnet than um on mainnet and that's what's happened here so a good job for all the people who are testing atlas on the test nets, whether that's uh, um Zheng or um sepolia and of course girlie is going to come on april 14th so that's really cool okay next we had um uh, news that I covered yesterday about um, the Gitcoin team working with um, their snapshot vote to get added onto the ODAO. Um, that vote was extremely, extremely, extremely positive, and um, I think that it um, it worked really it was going positively. So then oh, yesterday <coughs> we had this um, uh, event events from the DAO uh, events thread that says um ODAO member joined gitcoin has joined the ODAO with a bond of 1750 rpl and then it gives the information and um, the transaction hash so it's really great that gitcoin is now an official member of the official member of the ODAO. um as i was saying i think this takes the membership numbers up to 17 so that was really cool okay so we had um, the two votes closed so um as we talked about yesterday i think on the day before that the votes were coming close to closing and they were reaching quorum oh i think actually yeah, yesterday we covered that they reached quorum so they were going to pass so you know the rpip 10 vote has passed and um that has gone through um we already talked about it before so i'm not going to go over it again and the gmc membership selection vote has passed also and gone through um it ended up getting um, over a thousand a thousand votes over the the quorum amount which is really good um so we have fornax um shifrin kevster and dondo um aka dondo chaka uh, who are the four people who have joined um the gmc and uh, we've already added them to the gmc's private discussions thread and um it's i'm really excited to get them um in um and talking to them about like the ideas we have of making the gmc even better um cal has been sharing some ideas and um getting everybody up to speed uh, but cal will be uh, leaving from the gmc very soon so um it's going to be sink or swim for us <laughs> very soon i'm sure that you know we're gonna swim because we've got so many amazing people on the team um what i really like about this is the it's kind of evening out the balance a little bit between people who are technically inclined and people who are more like um social or community or like uh, marketing and that kind of stuff inclined so um i'm really i'm really happy to see what kind of mix we get with the gmc going forward so um congratulations um valdorf um, shared a screenshot of his poaps that <coughs> that you can mint for voting so here we have um the rpip 10 update uh, pop the first one on the left and then the second one is the gmc selection pop so as you go to the vote um on the right panel just under the i voted tab it says congratulations the pop has been minted to your collection so i have already added both pops to my collection so um yeah there's two pops for people who voted in both um in both votes and uh, you can go and mint those now so that's really really good okay next we had this um update from jasper who says that the vote.makerdow.com uh, it says on march 13th our die debt ceiling goes up another 10 million um 
so here's the vote that got passed uh, on the maker executive vote um, and it says um, liquidation parameters changes stablecoin vault onboarding um, MOMC parameter changes budget distributions recognize delegate uh, compensation for February um, to March 8th um, so in this vote there was um, a change for um, our ETH I'm not sure where that is um, let me have a look our ETH yeah okay so here we have um, no wait sorry yeah okay so here it says maximum debt ceiling increases increases the RETH maximum debt ceiling by 10 million die from 10 million die to 20 million die so that was really cool to see um jasper had a tweet about it he says check out this maker dao vote that just got passed the stability rate on wst eth and eth are both going up to 0.75 but it's down to 0.5 percent for our eth um and this vote will make our eth the cheapest way to use maker dao for minting die um lever up with the best collateral out there so i think this was a really um great um tweet from jasper that kind of explains what's happening um you know we're getting <coughs> not only is our ETH the cheapest cheapest way to use maker dao now um for getting um die for your uh, for your our ETH, but also the fact that you know ETH our ETH is a yield bearing uh token um which makes it great that you know the value of that will appreciate while you uh, have your loan taken out but also the debt uh, ceiling of the of the loan will has increased um by by 2x up to 20 million die and that's not you know the biggest ceiling there is but um as we use that more and more that ceiling will go um, higher which is really fantastic okay next we had this um retweet that jasper did from um over a year from a year ago he says to memorialize jasper's efforts in setting up the curve wst eth our eth pool midnight saw this pool go live and with it a huge influx of deposits which triggered a spree of over 20 million tvl in the curve pool and the creation of 236 mini pools and then there was a pop that uh, commemorated jasper day um which i hold that pop so i'm really proud of that pop um and then Jasper um, gave the information. He says the launch of this pool marked the start of a new era for Rocket Pool. The TVL growth was huge as Arith began to spread through DeFi with newfound liquidity. One year, one year ago, this pool was our liquidity. Now it's diversified and robust. What will it be in another year? So people were talking about it in um, in Discord, and they said um, Jasper says it's one year anniversary of the Jasper Pool, um, Jasper Pop, and the Curve Pool launch, and it's his birthday today so that post was the anniversary was yesterday today's birthday so happy birthday jasper that pool really did change um rocket pool um it kind of put us on the on the map for DeFi. before then there was just like you know talk and ideas but there was there was zero DeFi integrations at that point um now we have that was the beginning basically and um, if you go book, back and look at the charts of mini pool um um like launches um that was a period that coincided with the vertical launch and that was thomas basically launching like hundreds of mini pools um at 20 percent um commission rate so you know everyone everyone did the whole community did really well with that pool launching and um yeah thanks thanks jasper once again and the other people that were involved in getting all that stuff set up but um yeah okay the next thing i want to talk about is this thing called the porteous now of course you know we know that joe makes a proteus the proteus costs around 600 dollars for the base version and if you want to um, you know add um, customizations to it and stuff it's a little bit more than that but <coughs> trevor n here had um had this information about 
Porteus. Um, so he says, introducing the Porteus, it's $90 eBay uh, HP Elite Desk 800 G3 i5 650T. And then you get two times um, 16 gigabyte RAM. That's got the slots in there, which is $80 each. And you can buy the two terabyte um, hard drive for $130. Uh, so the whole thing you can get for... Um, uh, 250 and $380 for um, a Porteus, which is, you know, a good um, third, a third off from uh, buying a new Proteus. Um, I think this is amazing because it opens up um, staking to people who uh, might bulk at the price tag of a Nook, you know, because that can add up to like up to $1,000, maybe even more if you get one of the newer systems. Um, then the Proteus, of course, is $600. This definitely puts it on a peg with um, getting like a bare bones um, Rock 5B board, um, which I think is a hundred and something dollars, a hundred dollars or something like that. And then you can you you can get the RAM and the, the same um, hard drive, the SSD, that will go into uh, the Rock 5B as well. Uh, so that will come out to be a comparable price, I think. Like, it'll be around $400, I think. But, um, yeah, this is really great that, you know, we, we are getting community-sourced um, technical, um, like, hardware coming out that can help people stake. So Joe replied by laughing, which is nice because, you know he he i think he totally encourages people to be um using um, hardware to stake themselves whether they're using the proteus or whether they're using something else and uh, you know 10 validations that said how many watts does this draw and trevor and said uh, 13.25 watts and then there's also uh, a link to um the github uh, where he goes into a lot more detail about um, what there is and isn't so he, on the on the github is called the cheap node um, so it says run the rocket pool node on the cheap by getting going used and you can get it for 300 dollars. so then there's um, information about uh, you know all the different prices and all the different items that you can get and how much it all costs and um, the the total price it comes to so that is you know really really fantastic and maybe actually the price of the ram oh yeah if you get two times 16 that's 80 dollars. i was double counting that so this is like even cheaper right like it's um yeah it's just fantastic like um 90 plus 80 is 170 and then plus yeah 290 dollars basically give or take a little bit which is absolutely fantastic so i don't think that you can find um a cheaper um way to start staking and i'm sure that you know the the pass mark for this is the processor is good enough that you can you can run it um quite comfortably so yeah that's really cool okay next we had this um uh the bankless recap happened today and they uh, got this information out so let's have they were talking about rocket pool on there and they're talking about rocket pool in two ways so let's have a quick listen and see what they're saying and i'm sorry if the audio of the section is not good um i still need to figure out how to get my system audio working with OBS. Uh, moving on to Rocket Pool uh, is set to launch their eight Ether mini pools. Okay, how does Rocket Pool work? You have the node operator who spins up a node in the decentralized Rocket Pool network. They need to put up a bond to make sure that they don't do anything funky with the other people who come and deposit Ether into their node. So what do you do? You put in 16 Ether, one half of what it takes to spin up a node. Other people backfill that with 16. Yeah, so, you know, David just explains how mini pools work and then how LEB8s work, will work, and, uh, <coughs> and Atlas. So that is, like, really, really nice coverage that we got there. And then, uh, you know, they talked about Rocket Pool for a little while and um, 
LSDs versus LSTs, but um, the discussion was really positive about how you know you can um, further decentralization with with Rocket Pool. And then the second story they covered was this the Euler. Lending and borrowing marketplace, a permissionless lending and borrowing market. Yeah, and Euler is what we covered on uh, Rocket Fuel yesterday as well about how you can use it to uh, long ETH, short ETH, and borrow against ETH as well. So um, that was um, that was some nice coverage as well. So um, if you want to check that out, that's around minute um, fifty eight and a half, fifty eight minutes twenty five seconds or something like that. And both of those stories are back to back. So um, if you want to listen, then you can go back and listen. But yeah, thank you to Bankless guys for um, having such great uh, coverage. And I met David in Denver, and um, we only talked for a couple of minutes, but it was it was a really nice chat. And um, he popped into trading, and he said that I had the craziest, happiest, positive energy out of everyone in Denver. So <laughs> that was really nice of him to notice that. But um, yeah, um, thanks for that coverage, Bankless guys. Okay, so um, I'm going to finish the episode today with um, some interesting um, news that came out. Uh, so um, Stephen Toma um, here, he said, updated Ubuntu on my node yesterday and it corrupted my Geth database. Patches helped me diagnose the issue and set me up with the rescue node. I just had a block proposal, yay smoothing pool, while using the rescue node. A huge thanks goes to the rescue node team. This community rocks. So um, this um, was a really like... Um, like positive that this happened so i'm gonna start by saying that this is the first time that this issue has happened as far as i know um basically when you run a rocket pool node you know you have to have two update two pieces of software one you update the software on your nook or whatever device you're running and second like on your you know your um, linux system and the second is you update the software on your smart node stack so smart node updates come like you know not that frequently but i guess you know they might get more frequently going into the hard fork but um the the linux updates you know come every day and then it's up your choice whether you want to start using them or not so steven used um updated his linux software and it corrupted his geth so like i said this is the first time i've ever heard anything anything like this happening um it might have happened before but i've never heard of it and it's a very 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 rare thing to happen um, but it kind of got the community talking about like um, how they update their software and what happens and um what their process is um and it basically seems like you know it was an inelegant shutdown of the um smart node stack and like some of the docker containers and that's what caused the corruption but like i said it's very very rare so the community was kind of talking about um how they um update and like bossy here said you know um, he stops the rocket pool service and then does the updates and then starts the service and he's saying is that the best way to do it um and steven says i've been following the guides for updates i'm going to add the step of stopping the rocket pool service before um following the guides then restarting it after the reboot is complete um and then um then we had um uh, lee says does anyone uh, does everyone do this every time or is it overkill so they do the rp stop then the update update then delete then download files or to remove um and then reboot and then service start so what i've done always in the past is um you know not done the service stop and service start unless i'm doing uh <coughs> unless i'm doing a smart node stack update um but um it seems like you know there's a 0.001 percent chance or something like that of um your um your database getting corrupted so if you want to stop the containers first then you can do that but um 
it's really really um uncommon that this this happens it's as far as i know this is the first time this has happened but i just wanted to give it coverage just so you all can be aware that um it might be worth um stopping your containers just to prevent that from happening thankfully of course you know we have the uh, rescue node which means as soon as you realize that there's an issue with your uh, client you can just go to um go to the rescue node website and uh, get that up and running um and then you can be you know you can be um testing again within minutes instead of waiting for maybe a day or more to um start a testing without without the rescue node so the rescue node truly is an amazing um, community achievement and um, i think it's a an absolutely wonderful tool that you know we have and um, yeah it's already coming in useful for um, um, Stephen there because he has um, got a proposal while he was on the rescue node otherwise he would have missed that so um, on that note i'm going to stop recording today's episode in some personal news i'll be moving this weekend so the next episode you get from me might be on Sunday because I have a really busy day on Monday. So what I'll do is I'll have Friday, uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings updates available for you on Sunday. And then on Tuesday, I will have Sunday and Monday's updates for you uh, on the Tuesday episode. So that's what it's looking like right now. I'm not exactly sure of what it might end up being. I might end up missing an episode or two. Um, I don't think that will happen. I'll try to make sure that that doesn't happen. But um, I'll let you all know how it's all going. But um, yeah, I'm moving, um, so it might be a bit chaotic for a few days, but um, I'm really looking forward to like setting up a little recording studio and um, having a like nice background and stuff for, for all of you to see. But um, that will probably be here in the next couple of weeks. And um, yeah, so um, I hope you all have a lovely weekend. I hope you're all doing well and um, I hope you're not letting the price action get you down too much but um, I can understand why it might be stressful for some people. But um, yeah, let's just remember, you know, like Rocket Pool still building, Ethereum, <coughs> Ethereum is still building and amazing things are happening. So um, I just hope that, um, you know, the FUD and the regulatory stuff that's going out there isn't you know, letting it get you down too much. But have a great weekend. I know I've said that like six times already um, and I will see you all soon. Bye.